Welcome to Hop To It. Hey, Trey. Hi, Nay. Are you ready? Ready for what? To pack our house, take our dog, and hop in the car. We got a car. Don't worry about it. It's time to go. Let's go explore and find a new city to call home. Because we are Nay and Trey. The alchemist and the shaman. And it's time for us to hop hop to to it. It's a moment we've been waiting for, our rating episode. That's right. After five weeks of exploring, this is the episode where we talk about how Pismo Beach scored using our proprietary top secret algorithm. In an ideal world, whichever city rated the best is the one we'll move to and call home. But we like to mix the mundane with a little bit of magic and use our intuition. So we'll leave a little bit of room for that too. Here's how it works. For each city, we rate 16 individual categories that matter to us on a scale of worst to best, generating a score of up to 100 possible points. But no place is perfect. Please remember, this is our personal experience with living in Pismo Beach, and it may be completely opposite to yours. Know that we respect your lived experience, and we hope you'll do the same for us. If you want more details for how we rated Pismo Beach, check out our blog at hoptoit.fm. The link is in the show notes. So tell me, Trey, how did one of the five cities of the American Riviera and clam capital of the world since 1950 score. Not so fast. We must wait until the end of this episode. Well, let's just get to it then and start with low scores because when they go low, well, we got to talk about it. (laughs) Amen. And what is this with this clams? I don't remember seeing clams. I don't either. (laughs) I saw a lot of other little creatures in the tide pools, but not a single clam. Yeah. And they weren't serving clams anywhere either. Totally. The best I saw was fish and chips. I feel a little misguided. (laughs) Aw, shucks. (laughs) How do you find clams anyway? (laughs) Also, that is a terrible dad joke. (laughs) Thank you. Well, it doesn't get much lower than that. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. So let's dig into our lowest scoring categories. Starting with affordability. Surprise, surprise. It scored a one out of five, meaning worst. This is not the first California city that's gotten a one score. I think all of the California cities have gotten a one score. So what's up with that? That's almost predictable. I mean, it's kind of like, I think you get a little bit of what you pay for, right? So people are moving out there. They like California for different reasons because it's got everything possible Mm -hmm. in California. And so it drives prices up. Yeah. You know, and we're going to spare you. We we know we whined a lot about affordability when we did the San Diego rating episode. So we're not going to whine again here, <laughs> except to say, wow, why is it so expensive? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, well, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you got out of your system? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's like, okay, so it's relative, right? Expensive. You don't have a lot of money. Then, of course. Any, a lot of things are expensive, but I think it's just how it's going to be in California with the high house prices. They seem to pay for a lot of like government services. Mm-hmm. And so you have a trade off for high taxes. Yeah, I guess. And not to mention 
one reason we love California, beaches, great weather, and the list goes on and on and on. So much natural beauty, wine country, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that could explain why median home prices in Pismo Beach are sitting at a cool $1.4 million. Nice and comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) We were able to even get some of this data firsthand, right? So like one of the studios, it was a studio condo next to our Airbnb, and it was for sale for like $575,000. Okay, decent price. But then the agent was like even sure he was going to get $600,000 for it. Yeah, he was feeling really confident. Um, I have to say just one note about that. We did a video walkthrough in our newsletter a few weeks ago of the condo we stayed at. So if you really need to see what $600,000 can buy you in Pismo Beach, you could check out that video. Uh, Because basically we're saying in a similar place, it was the same building. But this Mm. one, the only difference was they had a nook for the bed instead of the bed being in the middle of the the living room. So Yeah, it was so close. Not quite a one bedroom, not quite a studio. No. More of a studio. Yeah. (laughs) It was it was weird. So they needed to get updated. (laughs) Yes. And the size, like in ours, they committed to a bed instead of um like people with Murphy bed and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. So even if we did put down for a 600,000 tiny condo, we'd have to probably update it. So yeah, in that place. Yeah. That's just the beginning. <laughs> just the beginning. <laughs> All right, I said we weren't going to whine about affordability. I'm not going to whine. Let's instead move on to another low-scoring category, and this one's a big one, diversity. It got a one, which again is the worst score on our scale. Yikes. So what can you say? It's just a small town, pretty safe. I kind of think most of the brown people commute into Pismo Beach, so. Yeah, or they're tourists. And the data doesn't lie. I looked at the diversity index score for Pismo Beach. And just to explain, the diversity index scores how likely it would be for two people from an area to have a different race or ethnicity from each other if they're standing next to each other on the street or at a restaurant. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So the score Pismo Beach got is a 44. For comparison, Berkeley, which we gave our five perfect score rating uh, for diversity, sits on the index at 71. Mm -hmm. And the entire San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley metro area has a diversity index of 80. So compared to that, a 44 is pretty dismal. And it definitely showed while we were out there. Amen. Yeah. Like here it translated into me being confused for the only other black man on the beach. (laughs) Yep. I even remember seeing that guy. It's like he had a video camera. I had a still camera, just my little Canon. And this lady slipped and said something like I was the other guy. I wish I could remember what he said. <laughs> well, I remember what she said. She said, weren't you just taking pictures up there on the cliff? And we had both noticed the other black man taking pictures with a long zoom, like a zoom lens. And you yeah. were on the beach with your little cannon. And it would have been pretty miraculous for you to go from up on the cliff down to the beach in the short amount of time. But yeah. she thought that you were some kind of magician. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a common confusion. I just tell people like, if you don't know, if you're not sure, just don't assume <laughs> that we've met each other before. Just yeah. say hi and we'll start from there. Yeah, we really haven't run into that kind of nonsense since we lived in Fort Collins. I remember that happening all the time there. They would mistake you for the other black guy all the time. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we met before, didn't we? Yeah. And you were like, no. Oh, no, we just saw you last day. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were there that uh, last Friday. Yeah. Like, he was with me. There's no way. I was like... <laughs> Uh, or you're in big trouble because yeah well that was the thing if you weren't with me then all of a sudden i'm in big trouble because the stranger's <laughs> like no we were just hanging out at the bars with these other wild ladies and yeah yeah that's uh, so crazy but there's so that's the thing the people are so convicted and that's where it gets insulting because yeah. it's like if you say oh i know you and i say no we don't that's <laughs> no that's but it. i really know you yeah no, 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 you really don't. And it happens over and over to the point that they just blur together over the years. Yeah. So, yeah. Love well, it. Another <laughs> thing on the diversity front was we got to experience being the very memorable couple, which hasn't happened to since Fort Collins either, really. Yeah. Those are perks. People do remember us. <laughs> <laughs> they remember us. We're, you know, an interracial couple. I have red hair and we stand out. Yeah. Especially when we're in a smaller community. Yes. So in this case, we benefited from standing out because when we went to a vineyard more than once, immediately they recognized us. Yeah. And Second we're nice. Time. So oh, yeah. yeah we they had nice. a good experience. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they're all racist. They're just, we're all designed for uh, what's that? Unconscious bias. There you go. All of that bias. stuff. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a weird environment to live in. So... Mm -hmm. however you know i do think we benefited at the at the vineyards yeah yeah we're just looking for a little more balance i think that's it yeah all right now let's move to another category political climate once again we gave this city pismo beach an average three score and i'm starting to think that something is a little screwy with our scoring system what you know this category is okay with be it average, Pismo Beach could be average. It means they're relatively peaceful, right? Like average is okay in some categories. Uh, the problem is, according to everything I'm looking at, we've rated every single city a three in politics. Berkeley was too progressive. I don't remember why San Diego got a three. And Pismo Beach was weirdly conservative. So how does this all add up to a three every single time? It just doesn't feel accurate to me. Well, of course it's not accurate. Well, then why bother giving political climate a score at all then? If a place gets a one, which is our low score, then that would mean the politics are like scary to me, right? As a person, they're scary as a minority, you know? Yeah, like you're in grave danger. Correct. I think that would be a good one. Okay, so what would it take to get a perfect five if that's a one? <laughs> well, okay, that's a good question. I think a five rating, which we call the best, is the dream where everything dealing with the government is easy. Like <laughs> good parking for the DMV, no lines, workers are smiling. This would be a five. This would be the best you could get. A perfect score is where the government is working well for the people. Uh-huh. So you're <laughs> describing a utopia that does not exist on earth anywhere that I know of? 
So it feels like to me getting a five in the political climate category on our system is pretty much impossible. Um, You know, we do ask ourselves several questions when we're weighing the score uh, for a city. So for example, we ask, are there adequate social safety nets? Is there evidence of political extremism, which speaks to the safety question? Yeah. And yeah. Right. We keep landing at a three. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, it is an abstraction sort of score. So like, it's hard to say, okay, you answer right on this one and you get a point. But I think it's more that average means acceptable. Mm -hmm. So for me, an average score is acceptable because I'm probably not going to find the perfect place. Yeah. It's hard to be impressed with the political climate of anything anywhere. And why would it be, you know, people are typically pretty cranky about politics. And so I guess it makes sense that we're going to be cranky about it too. We're not just going to hand out fours and fives for the political category. So maybe we're just, you know, the score is a little lower, (laughs) skews lower and a three is pretty darn good. Now to be clear, if they didn't vote for president 45, then they're, then it's average. That feels safe. And if the community did, then they're below average. And if everyone in town gets incentives for building sustainable and they zone front yard gardens, then that would be a perfect political climate. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 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 I guess I'll concede that the average score is working for all of the California cities that we've visited. It kind of makes sense. They're all in California and they're on the coast. (laughs) So why wouldn't they be at least a three? Right. But let's see how this plays out as we move east and move out of California. Maybe things will change. There you go. We're going to move east and up. We're going to bring things up with our highest scoring <laughs> categories. Now, there were six perfect five. Ready? Mm-hmm. Community, dog friendly, natural beauty, parks and rec, weather, and wine and beer. Yeah, but mostly wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we already covered a few of these categories, we'll actually refer to the episode numbers for y'all. So you can go back and listen if you haven't already, and we won't spend much time going over this again. Yes. For example, we talked about community in episode 14, and the fact that we made so many connections so easily really helped that get the perfect score. And obviously, our dinner with friends would be the community highlight of that episode. We had nothing but good experiences in the wine and beer category again. Mostly wine, (laughs) thanks to the rolling vineyards all around us. And that we covered extensively in episode 15. Natural beauty is also a highlight of Pismo Beach. We talked about in episode 13. And in that same episode, we covered Parks and Rec, which has been absolutely amazing with all the beaches and hiking trails here. All right. Now, here we go. Pismo Beach got top rating for Parks and Rec plus natural beauty, but did not score well for magical spirit. Wait a minute. We're supposed to be talking about the high rating episodes right now. And you're going to (laughs) a category that got a two magical spirit. Mm. (sighs) Honestly, when I think about this one though, it's another category similar to politics where I'm not convinced we're giving it a fair rating. Well, that's part of the reason I wanted to bring it up. Magical spirit is intangible, but recognizable. So like, when I look, go to a city, I'm saying, like, where is the woo factor? How many folks are offering tarot readings or meditations? Am I able to find a crystal shop? Like, I found that lacking in Pismo Beach. 
Yeah, but the thing for me is I'm really struggling with the idea that a city needs to have practitioners selling wares and rocks and meditation classes for a place to have magical spirit. I mean, what about bringing your own magic to a place? I felt like Pismo Beach especially lent itself to creating a magical environment, mostly thanks to the beauty in the area, but I was inspired and felt really high on magic there. (laughs) I was high. (laughs) yeah natural beauty is like intrinsically magical right like i'm looking for a bit more something that is imbued by the society and the culture of that place right like people enforcing that magic that woo well even without a million practitioners selling their wares like you'd have in sedona or joshua tree for example i was still really touched by the magical spirit there we had a lot of cool moments like our car randomly starting our own podcast, hop to it when we turned on the ignition. That was cool. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We had so many chance encounters with cool people. Uh, One morning I was walking on the beach and there was a sea lion flirting with me in Mm. the water. It was so cute. His little head like popping up and he kept staring at me and Oscar on the beach and we were really communing for a while there. Batting his big old lashes at you. Yeah, (laughs) big, big, beautiful black eyes they were so cute (laughs) (laughs) they're like the dogs of the ocean in my opinion yeah they're pretty cool and nimble Mm -hmm. yeah you know uh rainbow sprang out of the rocks oh that was neat that was beautiful not to mention every night we went and saw the sunset and when i go see a sunset and they're beautiful most of the time Mm -hmm. i get this feeling of like immense gratitude. Like, thank you so much for such an awesome day. It's just a great gratitude practice. And it was really easy to have there because the sun was setting so beautifully over the ocean, so close to our home. So picturesque, man. Well, for me as a shaman, I have to say like every place has magic and natural beauty. And like, I look at like flowers growing from a compost heap and I see like the, the magic of life, right? Yeah, and I guess we're lucky because we bring our own magic everywhere we go. So I guess it wouldn't be fair to give a place credit for what we've already got in our hearts. So it'd be like giving a city credit because we brought really fancy wine, you know? (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, they have great wine here because we brought like a case of wine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a great way of putting it. Like we are magic and our actions are magical, right? Yeah, but it sure doesn't hurt to practice in a beautiful place like Pismo Beach. Anyway, I guess the the two score shall remain intact. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on now to a category that actually did get a perfect five since we're supposed to be talking about high scoring categories now, Trey. Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dog friendly. Yes. Yeah. Well, Pismo Beach was surely dog friendly for Oscar. Yes. So true. There is no debate over whether Pismo Beach gets a five score here. I haven't encountered a single issue this whole month with bringing Oscar anywhere. And the coolest thing is there's these high quality poop bags everywhere. I call them the tuxedo of poop bags because they're double layer black and white and they're just like probably very expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty extreme poop bags. Just free for the person passing by. Yeah. Uh, now, this public dog poo bag phenomenon is surprising to me. 
like ever since we hit socal you haven't had to buy bags to clean up after oscar like kind of weird to me as a yeah and the trend has can the trend has continued into central coast so apparently berkeley is the outlier right (laughs) now okay i have to say they don't do it because the humans use the poop bags (laughs) oh no that's a horrible thing to say but it's true right so true like would that be so bad probably not actually it'd be cleaner (laughs) it would actually be great (laughs) we already find like bottles of urine in berkeley it's so wild yeah just (laughs) keep walking (laughs) i would prefer to step over a bagged up piece of you know doo-doo yeah (laughs) Than, than what we'd have than to what do. we've like, stepped over the last day we were in berkeley yeah. somebody was nice enough to poop in front of our door that was our car beautiful. door car door yeah <laughs> on the street yeah. oh so oh, fun thank you terrible. socal and central coast for those poo bags <laughs> yeah we really appreciate it and you've saved me so much money <laughs> i usually buy them by like a box of a thousand yeah because i know we're gonna use them eventually yeah. just it's mind-boggling how many <laughs> fresh hand-picked dog poos i've picked <laughs> daily oh off. man <laughs> we're getting so graphic okay. here sorry everybody uh, it was dog friendly and not because of our conversation okay yeah <laughs> let's let's move on Ooh. most of the beaches were also dog friendly there weren't any yes. leash laws for pretty much every beach that we went to except for the big touristy uh sandy beach by the pier but the rest of them Dogs were running wild. It was great. Yeah. And there was nice landscaping everywhere because we were, you know, staying near all these beautiful hotels. Yes. Not a single hotel had a sign that was like, keep your dog off the grass. Like there was nothing like, why doesn't every place allow dogs on their grass? It was no (laughs) hassle. They get gross, but whatever. (laughs) There's got to be not gotta be why do i say there's gotta be there might be something to this whole thing but nobody uh had a problem with oscar just peeing right there in front of the uh hotel even in front of people while they're having dinner yeah yeah i mean it's not like he's peeing on their feet but (laughs) it's amazing how people are like no stay two thousand feet away it's like it's just a dog it's some grass yeah move on time to move on yeah (laughs) oh that was good and so like another thing was the Islay Hill hike. It was interesting because it had leashes for folks to borrow and put back when they were done with their hike. So I've never seen that before where you give visitors a way to avoid getting a ticket. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. I've never seen free leashes either. Overall, Oscar felt very accepted and welcomed in Pismo Beach and he even got let inside some restaurants. So five out of five. <laughs> it's a win. I'm sure everyone's curious how we rated our top California wine country vacation spot. A place where we met awesome people and felt like every day was a workation. Yes, the place where every day felt like a vacation, but paid like work. Ha, <laughs> for you at least. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> okay, let's get a drum roll, please. The final score is a... 68. 68. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now that's a C. That's the same score we gave Imperial Beach. What is it that we don't like about beach towns? Aren't beach towns beautiful enough? Don't they have enough waves? Aren't they awesome? <laughs> Something about them. Mm. With Berkeley and San Diego both scoring in the 80s, 
this does not bode well for Pismo Beach as our home, but I'm definitely coming back as much as possible yes. for vacation. Love the place. Yeah. Love Pismo Beach. Probably wouldn't want to live there. I mean, the score <laughs> says we wouldn't, but what do our tarot cards have to say about it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the tarot says about this hop. All right. Why don't you start us off, Trey? I think I read my card first the last time. So ah. do the honors. All right. Well, men first. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Oop, don't want to get beat up for that one. All right. So the card I pull, first of all, <clears throat> We're trying to do a divination pull, which means we're just pulling one card to try and give us some spiritual insight on our decision for uh, Pismo Beach. So for me, I pulled from my handle deck and the card was a major arcana, the 11, Justice. In this card, it has balance. Um, If you've ever seen old timey scales that have like two plates, And then when they go up and down, they're in balance or out of balance. That's the picture it has on the front of this card. And behind that picture are some peacock feathers. And it's more for the eyes. So the imagery of this card is more to say like there's eyes watching over the cosmic balance. Justice deals with bigger balance, like a ah, karmic balance. That seems like such a cop out. What would be that kind of balance? Moving. There you go. Yeah. Like, would we, so what I feel it said for Pismo Beach is, would we actually have a good work-life balance there? Because I know that I love all the wine country. I would be a sommelier if I could or wanted to pursue that type of lifestyle. So I just love it as a hobby. And I'd probably play too much (laughs) on a karmic level. That's not good. I got full body chills, Trey, because I pulled the... Well, okay. I'm using the Luminous Void Tarot deck, as usual, by Laura Zisben in Oakland Witch. Um, okay. I pulled the Queen of Discs reversed. Oh. And listen to why I'm so spooked. I got the spooks. I got the chills. <laughs> oh, wow. Because when I was interpreting it, it came down to the question of work-life balance. That was literally my keyword that popped out into my heart. Mm. And here's why. So the queen of discs or the queen of pentacles in some decks, this is your mother nurture, like the embodiment of feminine energy and earth magic and nurturing others. And when it's reversed, that can kind of indicate an imbalance on that topic so an imbalance on the physical manifestation the physical earth plane can have to do with work work money earth right pentacles and so i was thinking like if it had been right side up it would have been all systems go things are imbalanced thing you know like the earth and money and all of those really necessary grounding things would be working. But when it's reversed, it kind of suggests there's an imbalance on that front. And I was thinking about work-life balance being a key issue. I didn't really consider the idea that maybe we'd be having too much fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I would. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, we would uh, be having a lot of fun, right? Yeah. And I'm not even sure that's a bad thing. No. But <laughs> <laughs> it would be a distracting thing. Could be distracting. Yeah. It could almost be like going to like the land of the fairies and getting put under a spell, and like <laughs> just having twenty years. Yeah, sleeping twenty years, <laughs> waking up and going, "What did I do with my life?" Oh. I drank a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's an intoxicating thought. Dun dun dun. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why Pismo Beach will become our forever vacation. Yeah. And I actually want to bring up a little point, too, uh, for everyone is that Naomi and I actually read a little differently on the card. So, yeah. One technique I just want to highlight is whether you do upside down. Uh, meanings for your cards or right side up so I don't do upside down Mm -hmm. or reverse meanings and Naomi does now that's a whole huge topic on its own but I just wanted to point that out because it came up today that's a good point yeah Yeah. I didn't used to use reversals but now I've discovered that they have a lot of value and it helps me particularly because I tend to be an optimistic reader Mm. and so I need for there to be more clear indications when things are a little bit wonky. And so it's, it helps me. Although sometimes a reversal can be actually a great thing on like yes. a, on a difficult card. So <laughs> totally like yeah. I've done both and I think it's optional. I stick to the one way or sorry, not the one way I don't reverse the meanings because I feel that I get the complexity from an entire layout. So when yeah. I do a full spread or a full layout, the uh sorry the forces between each of the positions past present emotional physical all come together to give the negative or the positive but it was a decision that i came to from just my choices and doing a lot of uh, readings yeah Yeah, totally context really helps it's hard to get context on a single card pull but yeah hey you know what cool part is our cards are kind of speaking to each other. This isn't yes. the first time we've seen some synergy in, in our readings, which we do separately on different decks. So. Yeah. Very we cool. Totally do. We just kind of know what we're going to read about and then we pull it. So that's all for everyone. Just wanted to kind of highlight something since we focus on the magic and the mundane. That's it for us. 30 days and we're out, but... The conversation doesn't have to end there. Tell us what we missed. Share your love for Pismo Beach. We want to hear from you. Email us at hello at hoptoit.fm. Include the city in the subject line. Wish us luck. We're hopping to Flagstaff, Arizona next. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. If you like us and want to hear more, please rate and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Bonus points if you tell two friends. You know how these things start. One friend tells another friend about us. And And they they tell tell two friends, and they tell their friends, and and so on, and and so on. So lovely to meet with you both and spend a little time with you, and we hope you're going to choose Pismo Beach. Hop to it! Five weeks flew by. It's time to say goodbye. No! No! (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go. I don't want to go.